0: Hey guys, so one of the facts that I think I said I needed checked because I don't speak Amharic as an, as, um, or understand it as much as I would like to, um, it is confirmed that Abiyama did address the national people of Ethiopia, that his mum had a f- prophecy that he was the next divine ruler of Ethiopia um in another podcast that I do I you know discuss these ideas on general like narcissistic terms and how um you know the world works and you know my philosophical it's my it's more creative and and I'm going to do this episode in the same vein um of discussing in broad terms um a creative way of how just insanely dangerous that kind of self-fulfilling prophecy is now it's called bias 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 what is it called what kind of bias is it it is called a um it's not a conscious bias because you're not conscious it's let me just check pause i'll press pause hang on it is called confirmation bias and I feel like in the world at the moment, and it might not just be in the moment, at the moment, um, a lot of people are living, thanks to social media or the internet, in a world of confirmation bias. So we decide um, on a truth and, on, and an idea and a a path or um, a political perspective or a political point of view or a an opinion and then we collect information we decide what we've what our you know our idea is and then we collect information to match that idea so um when a mother introduces the idea that your that my child is above and elite and on top of anybody Um, that child, if they don't have a strong identity basis and other grounding, um, I would say an, a strong ethnic basis for their identity, um, because of where they live or, you know, there is ambiguity or they don't fit into a new, um, a a new civic identity. So, uh, they then need a they they need an identity, and if the mother at the time so so you've got a child who's a bit confused with their ethnic identity and their civic identity, I will use a really close example in a minute. Um, but what happens is then the mother gives them this identity that they are above everybody, a god like image um a a king a noble and you know the the mother prophesizes this that the child who's lost in their identity will continuously form confirmation bias and self fulfill the prophecy um of of this identity that their mother has given them um this i think occurs. It can occur and I've seen it personally occur when um, a family has moved from one country to another and they have come from well-to-do background in the homeland and they have moved to a new country and they are impoverished and they have to start from scratch and the mother of the new migrants, sorry, the the so, okay, so you've got a family of immigrants moved to a new country, um, well to do immigrants in the old country, in the new country, they're absolutely nothing and they've got to start from scratch. And when I mean well to do, like well off in power, um, you know, have royal status, have a superiority class, they're a superior class than the average person they've moved to a new country where their identity is nothing it's not respected it's not it's not important so they have to start from scratch as nothing as peasants and um one of those children has one of the children who's who's immigrated says that I I can't deal with this I need to have my superior lifestyle back you know I was high class my family were royalty so knowing that they can't recreate that in their own lifetime they implant those ideas into their child and then the child comes up um and is and is born to believe that they are a higher class than than everybody else um, they are taught to forget their old identity to forget their their, their old country's identity so the immigrant forgets their homeland and forgets to teach the culture and the identity, but they also have implanted this idea that the child into the child 's mind that they are um, superior than the new the new country as well so this child 's loss saying i don 't fit into my i don 't fit into my genetic identity i don 't fit into my civic identity, so what am I okay? I must be the identity that my mother has given me, and that you know for my personal example is is somebody who has been given the identity of a saint and and they've tried to self-fulfill that prophecy to the destruction of themselves and their children, and and their family, and their friends, and their business, and everything. So, um, it's a really dangerous game to play. And Abiy Ahmed is the more I, you know, think back and analyze, he is one of those people who has basically moved from one, um, one ethnic background to another ethnic background. He doesn't fit in. So he's had to create his own identity. His his mother hasn't fitted in either. She wasn't fully accepted, I think, into the Oromo lands when she was when she moved there. Um, and so, okay, I don't fit in, but at least to make as a mother, we as a mother we all want to make our child feel special and great. So we implant, you know, some something into their mind so that they can start to believe in themselves. Because, you know, Abby might not have felt like he fitted in in the Oromo region either. Um, not being you know, from fully from there. So you know, he may have he may have suffered bullying and and being traumatized, and you know he's had to create his own identity. And you know he managed to create that identity on his mum's prophecy that he was to be the next um divine ruler of Ethiopia. Um, and it's just. It, this is like I said, this isn't a historical perspective. This isn't a oh my god, you know, I hate a love Abiyama. This is me trying to explore and understand the psychology of this guy. And I think um I think I, I think I'm getting there. I think I'm getting a bigger idea of his psychology. He was lost with no, you know, ethnic identity. He didn't fit into either one Amhara or Oromo. He, you know, being half and half. Um he he didn't fit into being fully orthodox, he didn't fit into being fully Muslim because he was half and half that as well. So he switched over to a new type of religion um, where they say, forget all of your past and and form your, your identity with us in the church. Um, I don't know much about the Pentecostal movement or the ev- evangelical movements of Christianity. I just know that I've come across them and I was often scared i I've, I've I was brought up a Christian believing in God my whole life and my first encounter with one of these born-again evangelical Christians was that I know I'm insulting a lot of people here and I'm sorry but this was my experience they told me that if you don't believe in Jesus you have to go you're, you're going to hell and I questioned them and I said this is when i was like 13 or 14 and i said how can the people who have never heard of jesus go to hell because they don't believe in jesus because they haven't heard and they said no that's that's wrong everybody has has heard of jesus and i said well no there's tribes within africa there's tribes within south america there's tribes in in asia where they don't they've never come across you know, the word of Jesus because it was a Western idea or well, not even a Western, it was a, a, a Middle East European and, you know, actually Ethiopia falls into that banner um, idea and, and it hasn't passed through everybody's ears and they just said, no, nope, they have to go to hell. And I said, but but they're human, so how can God reject them when he created them? And it's that constant idea that, no, nope, we're right and you're wrong, we're right and you're wrong, don't question us, don't question us. And that was my first experience of that. So, um, But it's also... I, I understand a, a very loving and accepting and you know if you if you submit to us as a Pente or as a whatever, we will love and accept and cherish you and worship you and um, because that's you know who Jesus is, just just, just believe everything that we say and, and and you'll be saved. And I can fully understand how um, with the now knowing that you know poor Abu was a mix between two, two tribes, two religions, where he's found peace in a centralist kind of version of that um, made of people who also are suffering from identity loss, uh, ethnic identity loss. So, um, But my pre- prediction from looking at history, and, and I don't just study Ethiopian history, I'm moving over into um, European history, because it's fascinating. And um these ideas, any idea any political current political idea like marxism and you know um republics and and democracies and all of this comes from Europe. So best to best understand what is happening in the world now and where we may be going is to understand I for me is to study the history and the politics and you know the mess, the mess that that came out of Europe that is spread and then you know that mess is the world's a messy place. Humans are a messy place. I often refer to it as a grey area. Like we have black and white in us, whether we can do good or bad, but we have an imagination which is grey and messy and, and that's what separates us from m- monkeys and um, makes us human and makes them animals. So that imagination and, and that imagination is also where we can form an identity and it's where um, we can make sense of what's going on in the world and I think in the world at the moment everything's really polarised and people have become... I think it's dichotic in their thinking like it has to just be black or white everything must fit into a box and and the world doesn't fit into boxes it's messy and um Abiy Ahmed is just like all of us trying to figure out the mess and he's come into a political system where he's gone well this ethnic federalism doesn't doesn't work for me because I'm neither or I'm neither or I'm either I'm neither or fully i am neither or fully or' I'm a, some people are saying no, he's fully Eritrean. So I don't know. Like that part that that's another fact checking. That's from my last one, but the one the the fact check that I found out is that he did address the whole country that he his mother had a prophecy that he was going to be the king. So um, it's interesting though because he's gone and split very clearly and and changed the political ideology from ethnic federalism to centralized Ethiopian federalism. So civic federalism, you know, coming under the banner of the Ethiopian flag before the banner of, you know, the Oromo flag and, you know, whatever. And I think it's created a situation where um, the Tigrayans and the Oromo people, for example, can un- unite because they have a common enemy. Like they can unite at this point to to remove him because he's changed. The the, Ethi- the Tigrayans want to um, live in a federalized state, the Oromos want independence. So, you know, referendum and maybe they'll get it. But the idea is that um he's come from a background like the psychology of Abiy Ahmed, which I'm trying to understand, is he's come from a background where he's really confused about who he is and where he stands and what he believes in. So he's forged his own identity and, and now he's putting those ideas onto the country. So um, he's he's lost he was a he was lost, he's done the best he can do as an individual to create a new identity but he's been given ultimate power of a country and from what i can see now that he's trying to fulfill he's trying to fulfill the prophecy by confirmation bias that he is the next you know rule like divine ruler of ethiopia and that's hella dangerous like that's bad for ethiopia um because that that that's just reintroducing the idea of a tyrant. Um, so going back, like going backwards to a system. Now the only place that I know of, you know, in depth, the, that where you have a a ruler of um, status is England. Like I know Denmark and a few other countries still have a king and stuff, and I think they might rule on the same thing. Like um, after the, the the revolutions of Europe, and this is why I'm studying the. Um, European history is after the French Revolution, the idea of the king, the king, the kings were in place as um, appointed by God, and that you, the people, the peasants worked for God, um, worked for the king, sorry, therefore, because the king was appointed by God. And, and the, the, re, the liber, the liberation, so the French Revolution to liberate people was that, um, no more king. We don't work for the king, you know. Individualized work, working rights, and you know we work for ourselves. We our money goes to us, and and we're not ruled by the king. And you know God doesn't appoint the king. We appoint. And the the um the impact was then that the people got to vote for who ruled them. Not so back to the Republican idea that came from the ancient Rome. So the idea that the people. Got to vote who ruled them, whereas beforehand it was who the the king ruled them because they were appointed by God. It, it's a bit complex. If, if you're interested, study history. Um, but in England, they they said, "Oh no, it, that that's going to create too much mess. We'll keep we'll keep the king, but the king is no longer appointed. is no longer works for God. The king works for us. So the king is just like a, a figurehead. So if Abiy Ahmed can, you know reintroduce an imperial system where he isn't um, the dictator and he is more, he's elected, not elected by the people, but he works for the people. So the Queen of England can be ruled out at any time. She doesn't rule the people, the people rule her. So if Abiy Ahmed can implement a system where the people rule him, so they, you know, he he just sits there on his little figurehead Um. <coughs> Best mom. Um, you know, on his Solomonic dynasty, which all the Shuans, you know, tried to claim, but it's just a bit bizarre that, you know, all of all all of the religion and the emperors started in Aksum, so I don't know how all of a sudden they 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 started in Shua, you know. With Haile Selassie. Anyway, I don't know. I know there's more to it than that. But um I'm just I'm just being facetious. Uh so yeah, the point that I'm trying to say is if, if Abby can undergo the maze where that he whereby he is not in charge of the people, but the people are in charge of him. He serves the people, not the people serve him, then I think, you know, he might be able to fulfil this pro- this prophecy, but I have a feeling that um that's not gonna happen. I have a feeling that if he gets the right the ability the time to say that he, his um, he is the next emperor, or whatever a title his mother has per- bestowed upon him through her prophecies. Oh my God! I mean, I prophesize that I have a million dollars every day, and you know that I have the the best ev- of everything, but you know it doesn't happen. So I think that's just my delusions. Everyone loves to have a million dollars come into their bank account every day. Um. So I mean, I don't know what qualifies her as, you know, being Tomgualit in in the Ethiopian words or a prophet. Oh, sorry, is it Nubiat is the word for prophet, but she sounds more like Tonggualit, using black magic to dark magic to um to come up with her prophecies, opening the doors to the devil. Anyway, that's that, that I discuss in my other podcast. But like I said, this is an exploration of his psychology and um I think what we're going to see is Ethiopia is an experiment of Abiy Ahmed's psychology at the moment and it's not an experiment that benefits the people. It benefits his followers, his sheep that wanna that are also lost and confused and need, you know, need rule it, like need need to believe in something other than um their their ethnic identities and and their religion their orthodox religion or their islamic religion um they need to believe in something else and i think what we're seeing is a a dangerous experiment of abhi ahmed's psychology based on confirmation bias that he is going to try and Cherry pick all the evidence that he can, and his followers are doing it very neatly for him. They're cherry picking all the evidence that they can to say that, see, 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 look, he is our next savior. See, 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 look, he is our next savior. But the thing is, um, there are people that are reading through your bullshit. So, mm. interesting times if Abby, you know, does succeed as the next emperor. And he employs a Westminster system. We may be, we Ethiopians, I <laughs> forget I'm not Ethiopian sometimes, may be okay. Um, but if Abiy Ahmed fulfills his prophecy as the next emperor and um, he is the divine ruler and takes on dictatorship, then Ethiopia is in big trouble. God help them please it's 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 a sad state of affairs